Ah, this morning, this morning. Um, yeah, this, this, this morning is a bit of a challenging morning. Uh, to, to be honest with you, I, I don't really know. Um, I don't really have feel like I have much to give you this morning. Um, to be to be completely honest with you, perfectly honest with you. Um, you know, the last last two weeks, last two or three weeks or so, have been just a really incredibly difficult time um, for me. Uh, both personally and, and ministerially, God just doing stuff in my heart. And, you know, sometimes when God's doing stuff in your heart, um, it just, you know, turns the difficulty mode on the rest of life up. And um, <clears throat> just some other bits and pieces that have been going on. And so, <clears throat> you know, there's, there's that that's been going on. Then there's the, the realization that probably like the last 18 months has probably had more of an effect on me mentally um, and spiritually than maybe what I've been willing to kind of admit to myself. Um, and so that that's been challenging as well, and um, <clears throat> and um, and then yeah. So you know, in in preparing for this morning, it, it's uh, when when you're when you're walking through a valley, and I'm sure many of you have experienced this. When you're walking through the valley, you're walking through the wilderness. Um, it often becomes very difficult to hear the voice of the Lord. It often becomes so difficult to hear the voice of the Lord. And one of the challenges is if, if your job is to stand up week to week and hear the voice of the Lord and deliver to the people, <laughs> um, it, it, it creates an, an immense pressure, <laughs> an immense pressure. And, um, and so all I can say is that right now I feel like I'm walking through that moment. And I definitely don't feel like this morning I'm actually ministering out of a surplus. And so I'm just going to give you what I have, and um, I'm trusting that uh, in my weakness, the Lord will make it perfect in his strength. Um, and so this morning, really all we're going to talk about is how do we respond to seasons when we're walking through a valley? And I've got several points. Hopefully I won't be long. They all begin with remembering. The first one is this. Remember the Lord and his promises. Remember the Lord and his promises. It's important that when you're walking through a valley that you look up. Quite often when we're going through uh, a difficult or challenging season and we become downcast, we tend to just look at our feet and, and, and our world becomes so small and becomes so myopic that all we can see is the space around our feet because we're so fixated and we're so downcast and and I want to encourage you that when you're walking through that season it's really important that when you're in that moment to remember to look up to remember to look up and to remember who the Lord is and remember his promises remember who the Lord is and his promises you know back all the way in the garden <clears throat> when the enemy came and he began speaking to Eve it seems very clear to me that his goal was actually to sow distrust in what God had spoken. And the enemy hasn't really kind of changed his tactic today. The enemy is constantly trying to steal, to kill, to destroy, to get you to take your eyes off of your Jesus, to get you to take your eyes off of the good things that he has for you, the good things that he has spoken to you. <clears throat> He's constantly trying to get you to doubt 
his goodness. Doubt who he really is. Doubt whether or not he will deliver you from the situation you find yourself in or any a host of multitude other, other things going on. The goal of the serpent is to make you forget and to distrust God. But I want to encourage you to look up in those moments. In Exodus 14, the Israelites had a, a, a similar sort of situation going on. The Lord had just done this powerful deliverance this powerful deliverance of, of, of their nation out from underneath the, 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 the foot of Israel, sorry, the, the foot of Egypt. <clears throat> and he delivers them out, and, they, and they've come out in the Exodus, and they're in the wilderness, and they're being pursued by the Egyptians, and they're afraid. They're afraid, and they say to, they say to Moses, see what you've done? You've brought us, you know, it, were there not enough graves in Egypt? You've brought us out here to die. And this is what, Moses says to them, Moses said to the people, this is Exodus 14, um, and I'm reading from 13. He says, but Moses said to the people, don't be afraid. Stand firm and see the Lord's salvation that he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you must be quiet. Just also a side note, it's really important sometimes when you're going through difficult situations to learn how to keep your mouth shut. <clears throat> sometimes retaliation, well, every time for the most part, retaliation is the wrong thing to do. And also, keep your mouth and your heart from grumbling. Remember who he is. Remember his promises from Scripture. I'm going to read a few here for us. Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13. And when God said to his people, says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Now, as obviously written to people a long time ago, in a particular time, in a particular situation. <clears throat> but what it reveals to me is something about the character and the nature of our Heavenly Father is that he has good things stored up for his people. He has good things planned for his people. He plans to prosper. He plans to do good. His desire is to do that in our lives. And so we can take courage in that, that he has not brought you out to die. He has not brought you out from the powers of sin and death to simply just kill you in the wilderness. Our God is not a turncoat like that. Another promise from Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. It says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never becomes faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Youths may become faint and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on the wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. Deuteronomy 31.6 Be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified or afraid of them. For the Lord your God is the one who will go with you. And he will not leave you or abandon you. That one's particularly important for us to remember. Because like I said before, when you're in the valley, when you're in the wilderness, quite often it can become difficult to hear or recognize his voice amidst 
all the other swirling things that can be going on. But it's important that when you're in that moment and you're like, God, I don't know if I can hear. I, I, Father, I don't know if I hear your voice in this. I don't know what the next step is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It seems unclear. There's a fog. God, I don't know. It's important in that moment to remember what he's already spoken, to remember what he has promised. And that even when you cannot remember, even when you cannot hear, sorry, remembering that he is there. Why? Because he has promised that he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. He is walking through all of this with you and alongside you. <clears throat> this one's from Paul, 2 Corinthians 12. Paul said when he was going through a difficult time because of the revelation that he had received from the Lord, he had also received a messenger from Satan that was there to, to keep him from exalting himself. He was there to keep him humble. And he said he prayed three times for the Lord to relieve him of this thorn in the flesh. And God said this to him. He says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. <clears throat> A lot of the Christian life like that true, true, genuine walk with the Lord is learning how to actually walk and live out of a place of, of genuine weakness and surrender to Him. And trusting, and genuinely trusting by faith that when you're in that place, that you have not disadvantaged yourself, but that God will work on your behalf. And that God will stand with you and stand for you. He will be your defender. He will be your strength. And His power will be made perfect in your weakness. So it's important to remember promises from his, from, from his word. And I would encourage you, I would encourage you if you walk through a valley season, if you walk through um, a, a time when you feel like you can't hear the Father's voice, when you feel like it's it just so incredibly hard to maybe draw near to him and, 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 and feel his presence and, and receive that comfort, I would encourage you, Hop on Google, look up promises of Scripture. If you don't already have a catalog of them written down for yourself, go and look them up and begin to meditate upon His Word. Begin to comfort yourself from His Word. Remember, remember, remember what He has already spoken. Remember who He is. Remember the promises He has for you. I'd also like to, remember, I'd also like to encourage you to remember prophetic words that you've received over your life. Quite often, God will, God will speak things over your life through a word of prophecy or a word of knowledge or something like that. And it's important, especially in, in seasons where you are struggling to hear his voice, to remember those things that he has spoken over you. There, there's, there's things, there's, there's prophetic words that I received maybe two and a half years ago that are carrying me through this season now. There are dreams that were had 12 months ago that are now coming to pass in this moment that give clarity and understanding to the situation that I'm walking through right now. It's important to remember what God has spoken in his word. It's, remember to remember, it's good to remember what God has spoken um, through prophetic words that you've received. One last bit of encouragement from this point <clears throat> is one of the things that I, I feel like 
I've learned to do in seasons of great uh, frustration or fatigue or um, emotional turmoil, if my kids um, are not picking up that daddy is tired and, um, and they want to continue behaving <laughs> um, in a way that is not conducive to a tired daddy, um, we'll leave it at that. You know, my heavenly father doesn't lose his cool at me. He doesn't fly off the handle at me. Even when I'm being stupid. <laughs> and so I think there's a reasonable expectation that I shouldn't be doing that to my children. And in those moments, in those moments, I have to stop and I have to still my heart. And I have to remember that Jesus always had more. That Jesus always had more. And it's this, it's this strange thing that when I stop and I turn, my, I turn my mind, I turn my heart to the Lord and, and I remember, and I remember him, you know, walking up the hill to Golgotha and I remember him saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That, that because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives in me, that there is a reasonable expectation the very source of power and sustenance that he relied upon for his earthly ministry is now also at work in me. And so if Jesus had more because he was intimate with the Father and he walked in close dependency on the Holy Spirit, I can have more too. I can have more patience with my children. I can have more perseverance. Jesus always had more for people, more love for people, more patience for people, more mercy for people. So we can have that too. So, remember the Lord and remember his promises. Second point is remember he's still at work. We sing that song, Waymaker, and the bridge is, even when I can't see it, you're working. And even when I can't feel it, you're working. Because you never stop, you never stop working. We have the promise in, in Romans chapter 8 that all things work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. And it's important to remember when you're walking through a valley season or you're walking through the wilderness that that verse doesn't say all things are good. It's okay to acknowledge that sometimes stuff is bad. Sometimes stuff is terrible. Sometimes depression is real. Sometimes there's anxiety. Sometimes there's heartache. Sometimes there are heavy burdens. And as Christians, we don't want to just simply try and make a situation where we believe that those things are good. But we have a promise from the Lord that he's going to take even those things, even those bad things, and he's going to take them and he's going to work all of them together the good and the bad, and he is turning all of it because he is so good, because he is so wise, because he is so powerful and so sovereign, he is able to take all of that and work it together for good. And so part of our walk with the Lord is trusting that when we walk through seasons and situations that he is still at work and he is good and he is working for good. That's the second point. And finally... 
The final remembering is this. Remember to take refuge in him. Remember to take refuge in him. Remember, part of what the enemy's strategy and one of the enemy's plans is, is not only to get you to forget who God is, it's not only to sow distrust between you and your Savior, but it's to get you to just stop going to him in the first place. I'm going to read Psalm 91 to us. And the psalmist says, The one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say concerning the Lord, who is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, he himself will rescue you from the bird trap, from the destructive plague. He will cover you with his feathers. He will take refuge, you will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be a protective shield. You will not fear the terror of the night, the arrow that flies by day, the plague that stalks in the darkness, or the pestilence that ravages at noon. Though a thousand fall on your side and ten thousand at your right hand, the pestilence will not reach you. You will only see it with your eyes and witness the punishment of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, because you have made the Lord my refuge, the Most High, your dwelling place, no harm will come to you, no plague will come near your tent. For he will give his angels orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. They will support you with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the young lion and the serpent. Because he has his heart set on me, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls out to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and give him honor. I will satisfy him with a long life and show him my salvation. It's really important, not only in the good times, but let's be honest, especially in the good times, when things are good, when things are good, Worship the Lord with everything you have while, while there's nothing, while there's no barriers, while there's no hindrances, while there's no distractions, while there's nothing. Honestly, honestly, take advantage of the time. Give yourself wholeheartedly to the Lord in that time to take refuge in Him. Get familiar with His presence. Get familiar with that, 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 that secret place where you're dwelling with Him. So that when you're going through difficult times, you remember the way back. You remember how to get there. And when you walk through a difficult time, remember. I remember hearing a preacher, remember hearing a preacher talk about this one time. He said, you know, when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, it's really important that you don't stop walking. So many Christians are like, oh, I'm in the valley of the shadow of death. I'm going to sit down and wallow in my misery. It's like, well, the, <laughs> the longer you sit there, the longer you're going to be in the valley. Keep walking. Keep walking. So I just want to encourage you with that. To remember, firstly, who the Lord is. Remember his promises, both in his word and things that he has spoken over your life. Remember that he's still at work. He's not stopped for one moment. 
You might have, he hasn't. And finally, remember to take refuge in him. He will be your strength. He will be your protector. He will deliver you when you call upon his name. So I'm going to invite the team back. And we're just going to worship. So I'll get you to stand with me. I just want to encourage you, if, you're, if you need prayer, um, if you need prayer this morning, uh, the prayer team, I'll also get the prayer team to come up um, if they're not already on the, already on the musical <laughs> instruments. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be fine. <laughs> um, yeah, if you need prayer for anything at all, if there's brokenness or there's sickness in your body, Come and receive prayer. If, uh, if you yourself feel like you're in a valley or a wilderness or what other metaphor uh, you, you feel like you're in, I'd encourage you to go and come forward and to receive prayer as well. Um, as well, I just want to make, make mention really quickly. Um, uh, somebody had mentioned, um, mentioned to me before that uh, they felt like there was somebody, uh, particularly a woman here, who was struggling with a heart condition. If that's you, if that's you, you're, you're uh, a woman who's been struggling with a heart condition, I want to encourage you, please respond. Uh, please respond and go and receive prayer for that this morning as well. Um, and so I'm going to pray and we're going to worship. Amen? Awesome. So Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, that um, we thank you that you never leave us and you never forsake us. I thank you, Lord, that even when we walk through times where things are difficult or challenging, that when we, when we remember you, you fill us with hope. You cancel despair. I thank you, Lord, that you scoop us up and you hold us in the palm of your hand. So, Father, I just pray that your spirit will be resting upon the congregation this morning, giving comfort. Holy Spirit, that you'd be turning hearts and minds to the Lord Jesus right now. And, Lord, I just pray that as that old hymn says, that the things of this world would grow strangely dim in the light of your glory and your grace. Amen.